Welcome to New York Institute of Technology's podcast, The Scope. Produced by the College of Osteopathic Medicine, our episodes focus on the medical school experience and how it helps shape future physicians. Learn about exciting new health and wellness initiatives, cutting-edge medical research and technology, and how to effectively navigate medical school. We are excited to have you join us. Good afternoon, and welcome to our podcast, The Scope. Today, we are delighted to speak with Dr. Andrea Koladner, Assistant Professor at NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine and member of the Center for Sports Medicine. Today, she's going to discuss with us effective ways that medical students can make positive choices throughout daily life that will maximize overall health and wellness and help decrease stress during medical school. Dr. Coletta, we're so happy to have you here with us today. Thank you so much for joining with us. My pleasure to be here. So can you give us a little bit of information about your background and, and how you developed this interest in um, you know, overall health and wellness in daily activities? Sure. Um, I have been uh, a lifelong athlete since I was 16 years old. Wow. Uh, when I started running, did my first New York City Marathon at 16 years old. And um, that's terrific. Just, I have to say, that's great. <laughs> yeah, my knees may not agree with you, um, but uh, it has developed into a lifestyle of uh, exercise, diet, you know, nutrition. Um, yoga is a big part of my life, and um, I found that in the times of stress in my mm -hmm. life, that I always revert back to the exercise and nutrition and sleep to get me through those periods. So that's really a very important thing and uh, you know you have the experience of having been a medical student and as we know you know the life of a medical student is is different and at times it's always very exciting um, but it can be very challenging and so I think it would be great for us to you know be able to provide our listeners who are medical students good advice and your opinions having been somebody who went through that experience and, and now you're a physician and you're continuing these types of activities. So can you identify you know specific or common components that somebody might look at in their daily life that can have an overall positive effect and by reducing stress and, and kind of like increasing joy? Well, it Ultimately, it should be a joyful experience, yeah. but of course, uh, anybody who goes through medical school knows it's, it's a very stressful time yeah. in your life. Right. There's no getting around that. And so I think it's more important during those times, as mm -hmm. I said, to make sure you have these things in place. Right. Um, and you know, the things that I mentioned, getting proper rest, making sure that you exercise daily, mm -hmm. making sure you have proper nutrition, and then a very key component is uh, honing up on your time management skills. How about we talk a little bit more in depth about each one of those components? Do you have any ideas on what you would suggest? You know, are there specific rest patterns that you know are found to be promoting overall health and wellness? Uh, I I think the literature is pretty clear that that we need a minimum of seven hours of sleep uh, in order to function at our maximum. I also think the literature is very clear that nobody gets that amount of sleep. And so um, it's really important to make sure that the hours that we are sleeping mm -hmm. are good quality hours. Uh, and the way best to promote good quality sleeping is with what I call good clean sleep hygiene. So um, a quiet room, a dark room, turn off the phones, turn off the cable boxes, 
uh, even turn off the clocks mm -hmm. so that you don't have something bright to look at when you wake up. Um, if you do have pets, and I have pets, and I love my animals, but if they're going to be waking you up in the middle of the night, you should probably try to train them to not sleep in your bed with okay. you or not sleep in your room with you. And generally, uh, if you can't get that amount of sleep, then there's nothing wrong with taking a 45-minute nap in the middle of the day. That's an interesting concept, too, because I would think, and again, I'm not a medical student, but you know, there are certainly, there are going to be highs and lows as far as, um, you know, times which might be more stressful than other times. Like for medical students, maybe the times that they're um, studying versus the night before an exam. In your experience, when, when you were a medical student, do you have any advice? Well, if, it, if you're finding it difficult to sleep the night before an exam, yeah. uh, the best thing to do is try to get a good night's sleep the night before the night before the exam. Okay, that's a great idea. Yeah, okay. so, and, and it's the same thing we tell uh, athletes mm -hmm. who are uh, training for a big event or a race. Uh, you're not going to sleep well the night before. You just right. have too much going on in your head. Mm -hmm. But if you sleep well the night before the night before, you'll be rested enough and you'll be able to recover quickly after the event or in this, t in this case after the exams. It sounds like sleep is cumulative in effect. I is it? Because you're saying that it doesn't necessarily have to happen on each day well, in the same way? I don't think it's cumulative like over a period of a week or a month. Like right. I don't think you could go two or three nights without sleeping and then try to make up for it on a weekend. Okay. Okay. That I would never recommend. Right. But when we're dealing with a testing situation or an event situation, um, it, it's an occasional thing. Okay. And I think that getting enough rest within the 48 hours prior to the event or the exam or whatever it happens to be, I think will serve you well with that one event. How about we talk a little bit about exercise? What could you suggest to maybe the beginner? Number one, I think the first and most important thing is that whatever activity it is, you have to enjoy it. Okay. Because if you don't enjoy it, you're not right. going to be motivated to do it. Um, so whatever it is, whether it's Zumba or spin class or a walk outside, hike, a run, and whatever it is, make sure you enjoy it. I also recommend that people exercise first thing in the morning. There are some people who are night people right. and they need to get as much sleep as they, they can mm -hmm. and they prefer to exercise at night. But for, um, for the sake of consistency, exercising in the morning seems to be uh, more productive because people um, don't have things getting in their way during right. the day to prevent them from exercising. Why don't we talk a little bit about nutrition, types of uh, foods that may or may not be available for medical students, the fact that their hours may be different. Are there any times or types of foods that you would say are uh, you should avoid at certain times or, or you should consider at certain times? So I think that the, um, the topic of nutrition in general mm -hmm. Uh, is an important topic for everybody, but especially important for the medical student. Um, because the stresses that are involved in going through medical school um, make us more sensitive toward um, mal not malnutrition, but a food that is not really nourishing our body. So I would always recommend avoiding processed food so things that come in a box or things that have 400 ingredients that you can't 
really make out what they are. Right. Um, I always recommend avoiding processed food. I always recommend avoiding processed sugar. So things that have a high sugar content. Um, in addition to being bad for your hair and your teeth and your bones, it also encourages a crash after the sugar intake. So if you're studying and you're consuming a vast amount of sugar, as soon as you stop that consumption, you're going to want to go to sleep and not really going to be able to function well and study and, and consume information after a huge sugar load. Mm -hmm. uh, as far as the timing of eating, on the same, in the same vein as the sugar load, a large meal will also make you very sleepy. So if you are going to be studying for many hours, you're better off kind of snacking during the day on vegetables and fruit instead of candy, try raisins. Um, instead of crackers, try fruit. So natural things that will sustain your energy level without causing you to crash. Would you agree that uh, before a student comes to school or comes on campus that day, they may want to consider the different um, types of things they're going to eat during the day. And if they're not sure if they're available locally or by the campus, bringing snacks, like you said, and being prepared you know, ahead of time so that you're not in a situation where you're hungry and you don't have good food choices. Right, and, and food prep, I think, is a, is a concept that I'm pretty sure most people are familiar with. And when we talk about food prep, we talk about maybe spending one day a week, maybe a Saturday or a Sunday, mm -hmm. dedicated to preparing your food for the week. So you do your food shopping on the weekend, you do your food prep, you divide it up into what you need for each day, maybe freeze some of it so it still tastes fresh by Friday, um, and, and you have your, your breakfast and lunch or your lunch and your dinner right. already prepared, you have your snacks already prepared, uh, and this way you can control what you're consuming and when you're consuming it, not to mention that it's much more cost effective to Absolutely. make it on your own. Absolutely. I, I completely agree with that. What about the concepts of you know, general time management techniques? Do you find in your own personal experience um, and in your past experience as, as a medical student, what are the benefits that can be seen by actually developing really high-quality time management skills. Time management, of course, is something that we can all um, benefit from. Um, if you're not managing your time, you're not being as effective in your day. You're not getting as much done in your day, so you're not being as productive as you mm -hmm. can be. And in a situation where you're studying for hours on end, taking tests, going to classes, um, researching uh, projects that you may also have going on, trying to take care of family, and trying, trying, right. trying to prep your meals. If you're not, um, if you're not managing your time properly, you're going to run out of time. Um, so what do you think in regard to prioritizing? Because often you may start out with having a, a task list, like maybe a daily task list, and then as the day goes on, the, it, it changes. How do you feel about you know, some best practices in regard to that? Often we find that we have many tasks at once. What do you think of multitasking versus concept called single, single tasking? Single tasking, yeah. So first of all, I'd like to say that when it comes to the task list, um, I think the first thing we need to do is um, 
take some of those tasks off the list. Okay. I think we, we t have a tendency as overachievers to try to get too many things done in a day. And we really have to prioritize what tasks need to get done today. Um, so certainly if you have a test next week, um, but you have a project due this week, mm -hmm. you have to prioritize doing this project for this week and then studying for the test next week. So that's the first thing I think is you need to get some of the tasks off your list. You need to prioritize your tasks. Um, and when we talk about uh, multitasking, you know, th this computer generation is Windows-based, right? That was the whole concept behind Windows, was that we can multitask. We can do 15 things at once. Right. However, when we're dealing with daily activities, multitasking is not the most effective way to get something done. So I, I like the concept of single-tasking, right. where you focus your time and your energy and your planning on one task and um, plan to get that task done, know how much time you have to get that task done, do you have the resources available to get that task done? Mm -hmm. Do that task, get it off your list, move on to the next task. I think with that concept, it sounds like when somebody's identifying several individual tasks, after attaining the accomplishing it, there's a feeling of satisfaction that, that you have actually accomplished something, whereas you may not feel that same way when you're multitasking and maybe you have half of many tasks done but no one task completed. Do you think that that has a positive effect on the medical student's demeanor during the day to know I set a goal for myself and I've attained it and now I can go on to the next thing? What, yeah, well, what is I, your opinion? Yeah, I think, I think that, makes, um, that makes perfect sense because um, we all like to, to click things off of our list. Um, so the more things that we click off our list on that day, the better we're going to feel about that day and the more productive we're going to feel in that day. And of course those positive attitudes will leak into everything else we do. I think that's a very important thing for people to consider. How about we talk a little bit about students being uh, self-aware and, and being self-motivated, being mindful, that, that whole concept of what does that mean to you? I think the terminology originated, I believe, in the yoga world, being mindful. And uh, another, way, another way to say that would be to uh, be present. So you're being mindful, right. you're being present, um, you're paying attention to where you are now mm -hmm. rather than the past or the future. When it comes to um, being mindful as a medical student um, and being self-aware as a medical student, uh, the concept to me means that you know yourself and you know how you best learn and you know when you best learn and you know when you best exercise and you know what foods are right for you, uh, you know how much rest you need. So when I talk about self-awareness, I'm talking about knowing what's best for you because None of us are, no two of us are the same. I think that we're very fortunate to have faculty members such as yourself here on campus. You're an expert in this field and you, you give strong advice. A lot of the stuff that we're talking about, of course, applies almost to everybody. Right. But I think it's, it's on hyperdrive when it comes to the medical student because, because there's so much responsibility with what they're doing on a right. daily basis and there's so much knowledge that they have to attain and 
so many tasks they have to accomplish. So I think that all of these things are, are generalized, mm -hmm. but really important for the medical student. As a medical professional, one of the big, big things we have to learn is how to communicate. And when we talk about communication with the medical students, we're sometimes we get lost and think we're only talking about communicating to patients or communicating medical information, uh, communicating with our peers and our, our staff that's working with us. Right. Um, but we also have to learn to communicate our own needs and um, our own weaknesses and where we need help and we need to communicate in order to ask for advice and ask for assistance. Um, so one of the wonderful things about um, about the College of Osteopathic Medicine is that there's so much support here. Yeah. It, it's been, um, for me, it's been one of the most uh, enlightening experiences is to see how much support right. is provided by the staff and faculty for each other and for the students. Okay. It's, it's really been a wonderful um, experience for me so far in that regard. Why don't we talk a little bit more about um, different ways that medical students can enjoy their daily activities. We have some things right here on campus because you belong to the Center of Sports Medicine. And, um, you know, in addition to there, there are all these components of, of the daily life. You know, we're, we're focusing on nutrition. We're focusing on time management, prioritizing. Let's talk about some fun stuff. Tell me a little bit about what type of things go on here. This school in particular, um, has something called a uh, physicians a fit physicians program, mm -hmm. and uh, it includes a running day where the staff and the faculty and the students all get together at 7:45 in the morning and go for a run, and um, it's really fun to see everybody on a first name basis mm -hmm. talking about everything except healthcare. So we talk a lot about running, and we talk a lot about um, personal lives and families and recipes and you know whatever comes up. Mm -hmm. And then after the run, we have a, a, a medical geared discussion led by the faculty. That's a lot of fun. Uh, we also do a tennis program once a week, either Tuesday or Wednesday, depending on the weather. Uh, we have a soccer program that we, that we do on Fridays. So it sounds like there's a lot of opportunity for students to, you know, do different things together collaboratively as a team. I think to conclude, why don't we talk a little bit about the importance of good communication? Mm -hmm. And and often sometimes people are afraid to say the word no. Huh. And what would your opinion in that be? Tell me how you feel about that. So it's funny because um, just the other day I texted one of my friends and said, "Can you please remind me how to say no?" <laughs> um, and and I, I always I come back to this the the mindset of the medical student. Right. We're all overachievers. We have to admit that. Um, and we want to please everybody, and we want to make everybody uh, proud of us. So when we're asked to do things, it's really difficult to say no. Um, I remember specifically when I was a medical student, which was a long time ago. Um, I was asked to make a holiday dinner. Now when I was a medical student, I was already married, I had a child, and they asked me, my family asked me to make a holiday dinner. Mm -hmm. And I, ha I just said yes, I had to say yes in my mind. I couldn't say no. Okay. 
and I made the holiday dinner and I wound up in the hospital because I was doing so much. Right. I forgot to eat. I actually fainted in the middle of dinner. Oh my goodness. And wound up in the hospital. And from that day on, I realized if it's going to harm me, it's going to harm the ones that I love and it's not good for anybody. So you have to say no when it's not a mandatory activity uh, or if it's a favor or especially if it's, especially if it's you know, dealing with your time. Right. Your time is incredibly valuable. Well, it, it, it certainly sounds like, you know, sometimes no can be a positive. That's, that's part of, uh, you know, a medical student being able to effectively master time management skills and prioritize and recognize that there are only 24 hours in a day and it's okay to do that. I agree. It's okay to say no and, yeah. and the people around and you. And always do it politely. Right, right yeah. of course. Yeah. And the people around you who love you are going to understand. Yeah. You know, when you say, no, I'm sorry, I can't do that. I have a test on Monday. I really need to study this weekend. Everyone will get that. Absolutely. I really have enjoyed this conversation with you. I thank you so much for being with us today. It's been my pleasure, Susan. And if you, if you had one or two sentences that you might give to the medical student community in regard to promoting daily happy life each day, what, what would you say? I would say, number one, be true to yourself. Listen to yourself, listen to your body, um, know when, when you've had enough. And number two, have some fun every day. Do something that's yeah. fun every day. I, I agree. And I have to say, it's been quite fun being able to talk with you today. Oh, so this is my you. fun for the day. <laughs> so with that, I would like to say thank you again. I have greatly enjoyed our conversation, and I know our listeners will benefit from your knowledge. Thank you. You're welcome.